0: Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Staff, a Musician's Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Okay, hello, and welcome back to Beyond the Staff, a Musician's Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. I am very happy on this episode to be doing a recording with a very special guest, whom I became acclimated with on the popular social media platform, TikTok. She is known as the Chromatic Music Teacher, and her other name is Miss Jenkins. I'm so glad you could be joining us today. I have several questions for you, and with you being my first guest, this is super special to me, so I'm really glad we can make this work. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Yeah. So I would like for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do other than the fact that you're on TikTok.
1: Yes. So I am an elementary music teacher. So I teach kindergarten through fifth grade general music. I have just over 300 students that I see every week and I offer Teach piano lessons and I'm involved in community theater. So I love to keep the arts alive in my life. But my main job is as an elementary music teacher.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm glad that you're also seeking out other avenues outside of music education to keep the arts alive. That's amazing. So what is the inspiration behind creating your TikTok as well as coming up with the username, the chromatic music teacher?
1: So I knew as soon as I wanted, as soon as I started teaching, I wanted to have a teacher TikTok and a teacher Instagram. And so I started teaching in November of 2020. It was a mid-year hire just with, with COVID. Everything was kind of crazy and trying to get a job. It was not the best time to graduate college. Um, hired at my, at my current job. I created both of those accounts and between November of 2020 and then like March of 2021, I think I posted like five or six videos. So it was very, very little. Mm-hmm. And then I started, started making more videos. At that point, my username was Miss Jenkins Music. It was kind of, there wasn't anything special about it. Exactly. Uh, and I was brainstorming with my mom, actually, about being able to come up with something else. I wanted to do kind of a, a rebrand of some sort. So we went through a couple different things. We wanted it to involve music, um, but also kind of involve maybe like my fashion stuff. Cause I like to wear dresses yes, a lot. You <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, What about chromatic, which is perfect because it really it has a dual meaning for me. Cause you have in music, you have a chromatic scale, which is going to be a scale where you play every note. So like, if you're, if you're on a piano, you're going to play all the black keys and all the white keys. You're just going to go one by one. And so you, you play eight, all 88 keys on the piano. And so it's musical. And then also it means relating to color. And I love to wear lots of bright colors. And my room has a lot of colors. The boomwhackers are uh, color coordinated chromatically, which is perfect. But it was kind of ironic because she came up with that before I had done anything with the boomwhackers. I hadn't even put the boomwhackers on my wall at that point. So (laughs) that (laughs) happened before the first boomwhacker video. And the first boomwhacker video was at the end of April last year, uh, I had put them up on the wall and some people said, Oh, what are those? And I, I think at that point I had maybe four or 5,000 followers. So not, not anything crazy. Mm-hmm. And I posted first boomwacker video. I know it was late on a Thursday night and I woke up and it had a hundred thousand views. I had never had that before. And I was like, well, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I've made lots of boomwacker covers and everything related ever since. <laughs>
0: Wow, what a story! And you're up to about 2 million followers, is that right? Uh, 2.2 2 right now. Wow, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how fast things can change with your following just for yes. you know, focusing toward a niche of some sort. And you've huh? made covers of many different songs, right? Like the Encanto soundtrack.
1: Oh, yeah, of course, I had to get everybody's individual yeah. part from we don't talk about Bruno and then I stack them all up together at the end and so yeah sometimes i do songs that are trending on tiktok and then just you know in the world in general so Encanto for example you know it's been huge lately and sometimes i'll do songs that are maybe older examples of that would be like flight of the bumblebee or through the fire and the flames a couple of songs that just so i don't some songs just work really really well and you just watch them it's like kind of silly but awesome at the same time I feel like
0: yeah yeah well, what do you this isn't a question I wrote down but what do you think is your favorite part of the entire video making process for these boom Marker videos
1: going throughout like so starting you know like last April into now um looking back at how my editing process has evolved and how much like I'm just figuring out things along mm-hmm. the way, how to make my videos better. Like very first one I recorded it in TikTok, So I recorded each note individually and you'd see me like leaning forward to run and go stop the camera. And then I, I trimmed, cause I think at that point you could only have, you had the one minute recording limit. And so I had to be really quick with it. I didn't even think about it, but so my editing process was very, right. um, not great at that point. <laughs> and like, okay, well, I'll, I'll record, you know, just on my phone, not in TikTok. And I'll, um, for every time a note appears in a song, I'm going to play that note that many times. It's like, well, I don't really need to play this G 10 times. So then I figured out, hey, what I should do is just go through and takes about 15 minutes, record all of the notes, and then I can use it as many ways as I want. And so started doing it like that with, you know, I'd have a couple different outfits available. And then I realized, I need to record at 60 frames per second instead of recording at 30 frames per second. And first when I edited, I would put in a metronome for whatever tempo I needed and then have it subdivided. So, okay, I need a note on one and then I need a note on the end of two and I need one on the, the, uh, of three or whatever. And lately my, my process has changed. I will trim an eighth note down to a certain length and then if I need a quarter note, I just double that. And then if I need, oh, I just have four of the eighth notes. And that has made it a lot more precise. Um, I guess just with, with the metronome, sometimes it wouldn't line up exactly where I need right, it.
0: Right, yeah. And it's such a strict tempo that sometimes you can't falter away from that. Yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah, that's. Just, I think that's that's been really fun. And sometimes little things that I'll do... Um, I know when I did the Stars and Stripes Forever for the 4th of July, I had trills for the piccolo part. And that's the first time I played it back. I just literally laughed out loud because it just sounds so
0: funny. On. That was one of my favorite renditions that you made just because of that piccolo trill.
1: And you see me like moving like my head back and forth slightly, <laughs> figuring it out and then getting to see um, the ones that like people have really, really loved. Like I've had some that it's There'll be a couple people. It's like, oh, this is fun, but the ones that people really, really love and seeing people uh duet them, like when I did the Through the Fire and the Flames, the guitarist for drag Force Herman Lee. He duetted me. So that was really cool. And yeah, so just cool, cool things like that. So I'd say just the getting to look back and see learning and, and growth with the Boomwacker videos.
0: Yeah, for sure. I will applaud you how humble you are, despite your TikTok fame like even though you have 2.2 million followers that doesn't stop you from being true to who you are. So I think that's pretty awesome. Thank you. Um, of course. So moving on to the next question, um, how do you balance the life of being a TikToker with being a teacher? Both of those are pretty uh, heavy duty and you have a lot that you need to take care of, so
1: it it can be tough sometimes. I'd say for me the the biggest area um, I, I don't sleep enough. So that's like what's kind of suffered. And uh, I don't have as, as much time to just take a nap or read a book or, or relax. So I, I do have a very busy life. Um, and also adding in, you know, teaching piano and doing theater. It's uh, and I know you you have experience in, in those realms. Yeah. So, you know, that is. Uh, but I really wouldn't have it any other way. It's awesome. But um try i think just efficiency in in recording like sometimes it's like oh i've got 10 minutes after school before i need to go teach piano lessons what can i record really really fast but still be good and so i'm constantly constantly planning things you know i'll watch videos and send them to myself like oh i want to use this audio or do this this trend and things and planning for that and they feed each other because i get a lot of content from things that my students say so Cause they're, <laughs> I love them so much. They're completely unhinged. And so they will say anything, honestly have no idea ever. So, you know, sometimes the kid will say a quote and then I just run over to my desk and I just write it down. Cause it's like, I don't want to forget this. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're like, we'll
0: save this for later so I can make a TikTok about it. Yes, Yeah. And
1: they, they get excited. They watch them. And so they'll talk about like, oh, Ms. Jenkins, I saw this video the other day or this one. And uh, so that's always really fun. And, and sometimes I, re- I do make TikToks in class, but if I do that, it's of uh, you just see me and you just hear students' reactions in the background students, um, like showing them an instrument for the first time, hearing kindergartners, guess what it is? It's super cute. But I make sure that I first of all you don't see their faces. And then also I go in and edit out any of their names. So you're just hearing like mass kindergarten voices and, and things in the background. And then then I'll tell them like guys I, I was recording the other day when I showed you the sound bellows and you got 2 million views and they, they flip out. And so that's really fun.
0: <laughs> so most of the time it's like a surprise to them. Yeah. Oh, I, we were on TikTok. Yeah,
1: I do that. And, and they, again, with, I, I make sure that their, their privacy is respected yeah, sure. and faces. Um, but I, yeah, I, I tell them later because if I tell them in the moment, their reactions wouldn't be as organic. <laughs> yeah you know especially kindergartners if they know they're on camera they're just gonna ham it up like they're gonna be so it's not gonna be true so I want to hear their their (laughs) reactions to things
0: yeah yeah that's awesome wow so why did you decide to pursue a career in music education initially I know that you went to music school like I did um but I was wondering what your why was yeah
1: um so music had been a part of my life um Really from a very young age, I started playing piano when I was six and I played piano at church, sang in the choir at church. And then I joined band when I was in sixth grade, I played saxophone in the band and i always loved it, but I never considered it as a career until my sophomore year of high school, I was the drum major of my school's marching band and it was really small. We had, um, I believe we had 43 people that year, There 39 people that year. Wow. 39 people that year. Um, so not very many people, but I, my band director gave me a lot of opportunities to lead rehearsals and conduct. And I really just fell in love with getting to really teach my peers at that point, but I absolutely loved it. And so I talked to both my band director and his wife were really great mentor figures for me. So, and then I know we have a a mutual friend who also uh, was going to deciding into music education the same time, yes, <laughs> they were a great mentor um, for both of us, really. And I still kind of went back and forth through the later high school, figuring out, um, you know, am I going to do? Uh, I, I was actually torn between going wanting to be a doctor and wanting to be a uh, music teacher, but oh wow, yeah, I with the doctor, I was realizing that was just I wanted to do something that was like rich and prestigious. And I was like, I, I'm so squeamish, I would have never, it wasn't me, I, I never had any passion for that, and so. Um, mm. You know, it was like, okay, I'm gonna study music education and I wanted to be a band director at that point. I didn't really consider elementary at all. And then during I did my student teaching. Hard to believe. Yes, I know it, <laughs> it things changed uh, when I did my student teaching. So really getting that real world experience because the college, like your classes in college cannot prepare you for what it's actually like to be in an elementary music classroom, middle school, choir, uh, high school, like whatever it is, you have to actually just do it. And in the elementary, I just absolutely fell in love with how fun it is, how you can really spark interest at that young age that can continue on for a lifetime. And it was just amazing. And so when I started applying for jobs, I did apply for for really everything. I applied for some middle school, some high school, and they didn't work out. And then I ended up doing elementary and I absolutely love it. And right now I can't imagine doing anything other than elementary.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get a job right off the bat after
1: graduating? It was a little bit of a struggle for um, for a few months of a, of a job hunt. So I had some interviews over the the summer right after I graduated, but then, um, you know, got got rejected from a couple of those. And and I I ended up I knew the people who ended up getting those positions, and I I think they're a much better fit for for some of those than I would have been. And so i I had the the right one for me came along at the right time. I substitute taught for a little bit before. I got my current position and that was great experience as well. Substitute taught uh, high school. So it was, it was a little bit different, but getting some, some on my own teaching experience without, you know, having a, like a student teaching supervisor over you, some like really out there on my own experience before I got a job was really, really helpful. So it was, it was a little bit of a struggle and, and seeing, uh, seeing my friends get jobs. uh, And it's like, well, why don't I have a job yet? But then I get to look back and it's like, wow, this was the perfect one that for me, I just had to wait a little bit longer for it. But I really can't imagine being anywhere other than where I am now.
0: Yes. And I'm sure that your students feel the same way. So how would you define success in your field in music education?
1: I think success in music education, it's not going to be something that you know, there's not a state standardized test to measure that, but creating a a lifelong love of music and desire to have music in your life at some capacity, you know, not everyone is going to play an instrument and not everyone's going to um, sing in in a choir. Not everyone is going to compose, but music is a part of everyone's life. And just having that appreciation in students and, and also just seeing, um, I was talking to a mutual friend of mine who teaches high school choir, and he, he was talking about the, get, getting to kind of see the immediate, um, I guess, results of the students who are going to study music and things like that. And for me, I have to wait a little bit longer to, to see what they're ultimately going to do. But it's really planting those seeds that are hopefully going to last for a lifetime love of music in them.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that elementary music is so special because you do set those foundations that they can then build upon after they graduate elementary school.
1: Yes. And I, I'm seeing that with a, a few of mine. Um, I have a couple of students who are doing community theater with me now, which has been really awesome. And I've had some who have been in leading roles already and already have just really fallen in love love with musical theater. And so that's something that's really special that, first of all, that we get to do together, but seeing this interest that I can tell is something that's going to last for their entire lives. That's been something that's been really, really rewarding that I didn't even expect when I started teaching music, but that's been a nice little added bonus.
0: Yeah, sure. And I think that it's definitely special to see that your students are, you know, like you said, taking on something of their interest, but also something that you provided for them. Right. Yes. As a music teacher, you're like, here's the music. It's great. And then they're like, oh, light bulb moment. It's great. <laughs> so Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's pretty cool. That yeah, was fun. They, 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 a few of them saw me in a show and then they're like, I want to do this. And the next one had, um, had children in it. And so they, they tried out and we, we worked together on audition music some. And so that was really fun. And I got to, um, actually had two students in the, the leads of one show a few months ago. And so they would come in and we work on their songs and that was just really fun and really special. And so, yeah, it just the, the pride that I have for them I don't have any children of my own but I I feel like it at least maybe compares a little bit to what it would feel like to be proud of your own kid to to watch (laughs) performing and nailing it and I'm just like trying not to smile too hard when I'm on stage (laughs) and things like awesome
0: right and to think that you were in that place a long time ago where they were I, I think that just brings so much more of a special thing to you as a musician, this is like a personal question based upon the podcast that I made. So again, uh, for those of you listening, you can find the podcast social media on beyond the Staff podcast on Instagram as well as Facebook. So with that being said, what do you believe the phrase "beyond the staff" means to you if it means anything i think
1: I think I would say it means that music is so much more it's not just going to be notes on the lines and the spaces and everything and i think that's what some people think music is you know they see something that's a a print of sheet music and they don't think about the the deeper meaning behind it and also i think just expanding beyond that music doesn't have to be written down to be valid and you know and having new and modern ways of of creating music and there are great tools out there that like i can use with my students <laughs> creating music in different ways. And, um, yeah, just it extending beyond the, just the music theory part of it and, uh, really impacting people and touching their lives.
0: I love that. Yeah. I mean, some of my intentions through creating the podcast were basically what you said, but I liked your twist on it and incorporating what your music education philosophy was toward the meaning of what you think beyond the staff is. I thought that was very special. So thanks. (laughs) Do you have any words of wisdom or advice to lend to those who may be interested in becoming music educators or putting themselves out there in the industry?
1: Yes. um, So I would say for like, if you're going to study music education in college, just take advantage of as, as many experiences as you, as you can, and don't feel like you have to be, I guess, just because you loved high school band you don't have to just be a high school band director and and or think just explore the opportunities that are open to you maybe you went to a school that didn't have orchestra but take some classes on teaching orchestra in college if you can and, and don't i would say don't go into college with the mindset that i'm going to teach high school band and that is That's the only thing for me because I feel like it will it will change. So go in really open minded, just knowing that you want to teach music to some degree and really figure out what you you truly love, because there's so much to discover about that while you're in college and just seek out people who are experienced in the field, maybe just a little bit experienced or a lot experienced. And uh, it's, it can be a really tough time right now to be a music educator with uh, with the pandemic and everything and still the, the restrictions there. But people are still doing really, really awesome things out there in the world of music education. So talking to them. And I think another thing for me, it was I I did really well in school and I I felt like people expected me. I felt like there was a stigma of being a teacher. And I think that still exists that teachers are like less than because they don't, I mean, they don't get paid a ton, (laughs) but that is, that's not any kind of reflection of the abilities of the teachers. Teachers put in, they pour their entire lives into their, into their professions and it's, you're not less than because you're a teacher. It's like, oh, I'm going to have teaching as, as a backup. Like, no, it is, it is a special calling, um, that you really, really get to impact students' lives and they will, they'll stick with you forever. And so getting past, kind of you know expectations and it might be expectations from family members or from um, from your friends or from your guidance counselor and and that can that can be tough but if that if you know that you love music and you feel like you're called to to teach it kind of getting past that which was something that that I had to do but I, I I've been I've loved music my whole life and just because you know, maybe I could have done other things that made a lot more money. They weren't the, you know, they weren't the right things for me. So it's there's so much more to it than you know just the money or the or the title or or anything.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's some amazing advice that I'm sure that the listeners who are here will appreciate as much as me. I mean, even though I'm graduated, I do still deal with that stigma even being yes. in the industry now. So like, it's a lot of mental and physical combat that you have to overcome, but it, it is worth it, like you said. I mean, yeah. it's a calling and if it is meant for you, then it will be for you and you will get there. So yeah, that's wonderful. Now to close things out, first, I want to ask you if you have any concluding comments that you would like to say to those who are listening um
1: i just thank you guys thank you for having me and thank you to as uh, who follows me on on tiktok and everything you know it's not anything i if you had told me a year ago uh, like hey you're gonna have million followers in March of 2022. I wouldn't have believed you. And it's just been uh, something I never expected, but I've really loved it. I've always, I've always loved making videos and it's fun to have an audience now um, for, for being a fan and supporting and liking, commenting, you know, all all the good (laughs) things and just being there. Uh, My fans are great. There's so many people who are so supportive. So just want to
0: thank them. Yes, of course. And I can speak for everyone. We are looking forward to seeing what else you have to create on TikTok. I'm super excited. Um, As well as what you do in the music classroom, I think that you have a lot going for you. And we are so excited that we were able to get more insight toward what you do and why you do what you do on Beyond the Staff. So again, thank you so much, Ms. Jenkins, for tuning in and speaking with me today. It's been Such a fun opportunity, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you do next. Thank you so much for having me. I do hope that you can join me here next week. Same space, same platform, same music. Thanks again for listening to Beyond the Staff.